Welcome to the podcast. Today we will be looking at C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity, book three. And um, we'll mostly just be looking at chapter one in this episode. Chapter one is about uh, the three parts of morality. And those are, one, the harmony between individuals. uh, Two, the peace within individuals. And three, overall purpose and direction. So we'll just have a discussion about what he wrote. If we start talking about the first part, which is man's relationship to other men. So how yeah. how does that tie in with morality? So C.S. Lewis visualized the human race as a fleet of ships. Um, each ship is running on their own engine. They have their own system. Um, but they're a fleet, so they have to go together, right? They have to try not to collide with each other and they have a general direction so the first um, part of morality which would be harmony between individuals that is the equivalent to the ships not colliding with each other they need to not run into each other um, the second part of morality peace within individuals the ships themselves have to be running smoothly for the fleet to work if the problems with the engine with the crew members the ship cannot function correctly and so there cannot be harmony between the ships right and the third um, part of morality which is kind of overall purpose or where you're aligning yourself in life in terms of your spirituality or your beliefs that also is important and that is equivalent to the overall fleet direction and destination if your fleet is headed for you know say england but you're heading for america things aren't going to work out right and so those are the three general points uh, in which Lewis was comparing the human race to a fleet of ships. So he kind of inferred that the um, that the morality between that exists that exists very publicly between humans is what most people would think of as the whole of morality, yeah. because that's what people see is that is people's relationships to others. And often in our modern society, that's all that people think you need to do to be a moral person is to be nice to other people um, and what you do yourself or what you think. And yeah, that kind of thing doesn't matter and it's not part of being a moral person. Yeah, the ideology is as long as I'm not affecting other people, I can do whatever I want. And that's often what people define morality as these days. I yeah. Well, not necessarily a thing, but so long as you're not harming. Anyone. Harming. Well, um, negatively affecting yeah, is what yeah, I should yeah. have quoted it as. Um, and that's what Lewis points out, is that people have literally just forgotten about um, having morality within you. Uh, what you think and you know what your beliefs are doesn't matter as long as you're not harming other people. And... That is simply not the whole of morality. That is not how it works. He also brought up the fact that all three dimensions of morality influence the other ones very strongly. If you're only trying to be a good person when it comes to relationships with other people, that won't work unless you're also trying to have a personal morality that you're sticking to even when there's no one else around. He said, moral rules are directions for running the human machine. Every moral rule is there to prevent a breakdown or a strain or a friction in the running of that machine. Um, 
So what do you think about that? Do you think he's correct there? Or I noticed we talked. I noticed we talked about something before, which was that moral rule doesn't seem to benefit us in any kind of individual or way in terms sense. of in the immediate survival kind of sense. Mm. Um, so what do you think about what he stated there, saying it's actually an essential thing that we need, regardless of whether we actually follow it or not? I think it's quite a good. It's a strong idea, but I see in our society today, I think it runs quite against the grain of what yeah. most people would think. They think that um, rules yeah. um, and any sort of something that limits them in a sense, which would, the moral law would come under that, sort of uh, limits them from being who they truly are. Okay. So they can't fully express so, themselves. But I think, from a Christian perspective, I think it's really true that mm, yeah. um, the rules that God has put in place is in order for us to not, um, it's in order for us to live in the way we were designed to. Yeah, it... Um really does seem as if some kind of naturalism or, I guess, postmodernism is really taking over the moral law, yeah. where people believe that what is natural to them, what their instincts are, what they feel, and what is their right. emotions are is correct, and that yeah. they should follow them. Um, but Christianity and a lot of religions, actually, in general, have always been very, um, you know, very... Rigid rigid in saying that that is not correct what you believe feel think isn't necessarily actually correct and i think you could almost <clears throat> go further with your point about modern postmodernism and say that in a sense you actually create your own moral law yeah for yourself and that well we see with his analogy of ships that really doesn't go well when everyone yeah we know that it isn't going yeah. well and we can see that and i think it will only get worse when everybody has their own moral law and that no one, everyone are doing what they think is right to themselves. Yeah. And that means that the virtuous person is doing what they think is right, but then on the other side of that, the murderer can also think he's doing what is right. Okay, this is a very cliche topic, but if you look at homosexuality, for example, <laughs> um, if you went back to the 1900s, it was pretty much universally agreed, at least in Western culture, it seems, that homosexuality is wrong. Um, but then recently, that entire subject has been redefined, and people are saying it's uh, it's fine, or that even it's encouraged. So we're, we're talking about how naturalism uh, and postmodernism is taking over um, this solid foundation that morality is arguing for. And that is the fact that you can do whatever you want as long as you're not harming others. And so nowadays morality is becoming defined as something that you can make up yourself. You, you, everyone has their individual morality that they themselves are subject to and no one else is. I'm going to make an example of that. It's a bit cliche and obviously controversial topic, but I'm going to mention it as an example solely, uh, and that is... Um, homosexuality and gender identity and those types of sexual sexuality discussions. Um, if you traveled back to the 1900s, people would have universally agreed, at least in Western society, that um, there were, you know, for example, there were two genders or that homosexuality, um, it wasn't correct. Um, but if you come back to today, you realize that morality has been redefined and what people thought was set in stone, now people are saying that 
it's fluid. It can be, it's malleable. It can be changed. And so that's kind of my point where um, postmodernism is breaking down morality and saying that it is subjective rather than objective standard for humans. Yeah, and I think as well, using that example, we can see, I think we can see why it was so widely renowned as outlawed in a sense in the 1800s when the um, government was predominantly dominated by Christian um, values, not necessarily Christian people. Um, although it has been in the past, but it was accepted as a Christian society in a sense. And that was sort of in the pre-modern era, um, worldview-wise. And yet, slowly from there, we sort of drifted from pre-modern era to the modern era, where science was the ultimate authority. And then now in this Now even science is being shunned, which is just hilarious to think about, honestly. Even science is not enough to satisfy it people and what they want to believe mm. or what they think is correct. So how this all ties in with the um, the three parts of morality, basically what Caleb's saying is that our society has shifted from a worldview where we have morality including the self and what you do just with yourself and even with uh, how you relate to your creator and it's shifted to a place where Today, we only consider morality when it regards individuals interacting with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a very big shift. And I don't think that at the base of people's hearts, they really think that it is just about yourself, uh, about how you interact with other people. I think yeah. that everyone does think that what they do on their own in a desert island does matter and that there is still a moral law even when there's no other humans around yeah because by that logic right you the problem with that is that people that argue this point subjectively apply it um which means they don't have a solid argument like if you if you say morality is malleable um you know, if I'm depressed and I'm cutting myself, I could say that's correct because I'm not harming anyone else. Um, let's say I hid it and hid it from my family so no one knew. Uh, you know, technically I'm not harming anyone else with it, but it's still incorrect to do you know, such a damaging thing to yourself even, right? And so people just, the um, argument that morality is subjective, it just doesn't hold up at all. What about between man and um, creator? Because um, that's quite an important part of morality. Yeah, yeah. That, so that even, kind of flows in. Um, even a lot of Christians don't think about, I yeah. think. Your your relationship with God is the most, that's the bedrock it, of the of our morale. It, it's our honestly morale. been flipped upside down, I found. Like, like people, it, it should be ranked overall purposes first. Um, yeah. you, I mean, your or your relationship with the creator um, should become first, and then that influences your peace within or your yeah. morality from within, mm. and that in turn influences the harmony you have between other people and maintaining relationships. It shouldn't be the other way around where people think, "Oh well, um, you know, I'm not doing any wrong to anyone else, so I can do what I want, and that means I can believe what I want." That's it's just gone upside down. I yeah, found. and I think we'll start to see that in society, and we maybe already are seeing it is that when we lose morality in yourself and the morality that's your relationship with God, when you lose that, it really, really affects your 
morality in the public sphere. I think it also affects your faith really significantly in the sense that there are lots of people who would call themselves Christians but are just trying to be good people. On the outside. Yeah. yeah. In their Extension. relationship with other people. Yeah. But they're not being, they're not doing good things when well, it comes to their yeah. interaction with God or themselves. Well, even if when they, if they are doing, as we say, moral things within themselves, it doesn't, regardless of those two things, doesn't really matter if they're not, like, right. like C.S. Lewis, it doesn't matter if the boats are in harmony, if they're traveling to Calcutta, if their destination is New York, like, regardless of how well, they need to be on the right direction, and that's the most important and overarching thing. And so I think, yeah, I think that's probably... Our direction is toward God. And so yeah. if our direction, if, say, using the fleet analogy, say that we're heading towards God, that's that's right. And when that's happening, everything else will follow on naturally. But if we're heading towards ourselves or other people or pleasure or money or whatever, then we're heading in the complete wrong direction. So mm. no matter what, even if we're doing everything else right, it's it's gonna it's not gonna help in the end, and yeah. with all likelihood, we'll get scared off course and things will start breaking down. And I think that's what we see happening in our society. And I think the actual current breakdown and disarray of modern society is heavily influenced by people disregarding morality. If if you think about it, if everyone's morality is positioned differently and everyone seems to have different beliefs, then they're all constantly running into each other and no one is really willing to engage in actual constructive arguments or discussions. Yeah. Everyone is simply attacking straw men because they all have different views about morality and what it is. Yeah. And so the more we head into, um, I think the more we head into a godless, free-for-all kind of nature within humanity, the more chaos there will be and the more problems that we will have as a society. Yeah, and adding on to that, I think, for me, the scariest part about thinking of this is in terms of um, the justice system. If everyone has their own standard of morality yeah. and that's what they accept, it, I can only see... Okay yeah, if well. other people yeah. are accepting that, then... It, I can only see it getting harder and harder to hold somebody to a non-objective standard that is outside of that person. A, an, no, objective an objective standard. An objective, sorry. Yeah. A non- an objective standard that is outside of that person. And how yeah. can you hold someone to a law which is an objective standard? And I just can only see that getting harder and harder when they only yeah. accept their own morality as their ultimate standard. And I think we should clarify, this is we're talking about the West we're not really talking so much about the developing yeah. countries because yeah. they still have a they have their own whether they're Christian yeah. or Muslim they still have a moral structure mm. and it's cohesive and and they're still considering at least the two other facets of morality whereas the west is just really not annihilated all three it's, it's annihilated the other two Oh no, yeah, we the, we totally no, still have the first yeah, one. True. I think the, it's even bigger than it was. The ever. first oh. one is overemphasized, and they think it's the basis for morality. Yeah. Right. Well, I think they yeah, think no, it, no, at least morality. that's what Lewis is saying, and that's what I think I, me and William believe. Yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying about 
everyone making their own morality. But I think actually the West has a very similar morality at the at the root, and that morality is that you just can't hurt other people, but you can do whatever you want. But my point is is that the breakdown of relationship with creator and morality within it doesn't matter how much people care about the relationship between individuals the breakdown of the other two will lead to the breakdown of that mm. aspect as well no matter what people think about it or do about it yeah. and so my point is even if the western society has a universal morality which is don't harm others that will break down and problems will be caused regardless because people don't care about what's happening within or what's happening in terms of belief yes purpose i i agree but i think um because we were talking earlier in the previous episode about how everyone has their own has a conscience yeah and i think that in that conscience is retained part of the part of all three moralities yes all three aspects of morality so although in theory at the current rate we're going, we'll end up with no morality at all. I don't think that will actually happen because... It's programmed into it, us. So it's programmed into it us. It couldn't right. fully disappear, yeah. but doesn't the Bible also talk about your connection with your conscience and how it Being can change shared. depend on That's depending true. on how, how your actions are and what you say and the people you're yeah. around? That would be Things more can change, as well. Uh, although it's programmed into us and we have a moral law and it's not going to... F- fully fade out ever it can our relationship toward it can change and we can grow numb to it even in certain situations i guess maybe in our modern society it's you have to dig deeper and deeper into yourself it's like getting further out of reach he says that god is not looking for obedience so much as he's looking for a type of people who are yes who have a change of heart and I think that really ties in with the thing about being born again. You, your worldview changes when you're a Christian. And it's not so much that you follow all the rules, but that your your desires. I think I want to, if you mess up the morality of having purpose or a God, and that in turn screws up your moral, in the morality of yourself and what you believe and how you think, that in turn affects your morality on the outside between people because morality has different executions and connotations um, when facts of different beliefs are considered. Like, for example, um, as an atheist, your life is, you know, perceived to be very limited. You only live for so long before you disappear into nothingness. And yeah. so you're either in a frenzy to live out everything you can think of as fast as you can and do as much as you possibly could because you don't have much time or perhaps... Um, your morality is just executed hastily. Um, sorry, um, and as a result, your morality is executed hastily. Um, or perhaps you just totally avoid your morality because who cares? You're going to die anyway, right? Um, but as a Christian, morality requires a lot of patience and long-term dedication because your life is eternal and you have a God who expects things of you. Um and so Lewis makes an example. He says, if you're going to live 70 years, a gradual increase in temper may not be that noticeable. Uh, but if you're going to live for a million years, a gradual increase in temper starts to look a lot like hell. And so that's, that, that is how different ideologies and perceptions of purpose and God 
can lead to different moralities in the first place. Or um, at least different perceptions different of... Different perceptions. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. can lead to different perceptions of morality in the first yeah. place. I guess the way to change someone's worldview on morality is not to say you're wrong, this is right, but to say, look at look at the... Bigger picture. The bigger almost, picture, yeah. yeah. So when you try and convert someone to Christianity by saying that they're... They're, that they're breaking all rules that they don't even think are rules. Yeah. That's not going to work so yeah, well. They as, don't care about the rules. They don't know them. They're not interested. Yeah, which is why... start with a this better book, thing. Yeah. Which is why this book comes second, third, because first of all, C.S. Lewis needs to clarify some things. Like in book one, he clarifies that we are... We do things wrong and there's moral. And in book two, yeah. he clarifies how that works with the existence of God and things like that. And so those things have to come first before you can start talking about how morality is different or perceptions of morality. Yeah, I really thought it was also interesting just on the end, he, how he talked about how being where you just get worse and worse kind of, or where you're, you're non, where your downward trend just keeps going on forever into darkness. And there's a quote, maybe Caleb can read it. Um, perhaps my bad temper or my jealousy are gradually getting worse, so gradually that the increase in 70 years will not be very noticeable. But it might be absolute hell in a million years. In fact, if Christianity is true, hell is the precisely correct technical term for what it would be. Okay, so just to sum everything up, pull it all together, I'm just going to read what Cesar was concluded with. Uh, he said, it seems then that if we are to think about morality, we must think of all three departments. Relations between man and man, things inside each man, and relations between man and the power that made him. We can all cooperate with the first one. Disagreements begin with the second and become serious with the third. It is in dealing with the third that the main differences between Christianity and non-Christian morality come out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash youngandorthodoxpodcast or on Instagram at instagram.com slash young and orthodox. All the different ways to contact us are listed in the description. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for topics to talk about, please contact us with them. It's really important to know how our audience is responding, um, and this is a growing experience, so we're eager to improve the quality of our conversations as time goes on. So once again, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.